0: Hello, hello, and welcome to episode one hundred and four of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host Michelle Snyder. And I am
1: Jacob Marico. Well,
0: Jacob, it's good you are here. I know we are I'm... not. We are not quarantined.
1: Yeah, we both got our temperature we... checked before we stepped into the studio <laughs> yeah, that's today. Just the thing. Just to be safe.
0: But for real, we we have to just. So, I feel like I was an early crazy person with Corona because of the amount of post apocalyptic dystopian books that I've read and movies. And we've talked so, about a
1: ton on this show.
0: Of course. Like, that is what we love. So, when this first came out, I was like, this is how it starts, people. But now you're like, oh, wait, yo, this is how it starts. <laughs> this is like yeah, some this, real. This is, this
1: is what's going down.
0: So, okay, so initial things, not like everyone doesn't know, but we'll do a quick background because it's going to fit into our episode.
1: Imagine that.
0: So obviously this new coronavirus emerged from Wuhan, China. That was just December of 2019. It already
1: feels like it's- Feels like it's been here forever.
0: For real. um, With patients presenting kind of a, a pneumonia of an unknown origin. So as of March 3rd, um, there are 97,941 cases that have been confirmed worldwide. And I always like to just emphasis confirm. Yeah, I want to put
1: an asterisk on that number because nobody believes any of those numbers.
0: Yes. Um, But with that number, 45,705 cases have ended with patients fully recovering. And there have been, though, a little over 3,000 fatalities um on february 28th u.s health officials confirmed the first known case of coronavirus in the u.s it was in the san francisco bay area area of a person who had neither traveled abroad nor been exposed to someone known to have traveled to an area affected by the disease. That's the one you got to worry about.
1: It makes you feel good, doesn't it? Everybody just kind of randomly pops up in places. These bats, I'm telling you, they're killing us. Everyone needs
0: to stop worrying about the bats. Bats are doing their thing. Stop killing where they live and they'll go back to staying in their Mm -hmm. area. But when you take all of their land away, they're like, well, now I'm hanging out on your maple. Like, that's Uh,
1: what's up. Tune back in for our episode on humans doing terrible stuff to nature and it fighting back that's gonna be coming back in a few weeks I'm sure
0: it's true so um, the thing with this like as a species for sure we are drawn to these stories of struggle and like the triumph of the human spirit against the nigh unbeatable circumstances which is why I think they come up a lot in the show like we love those
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, totally. Yeah. Like We've we'll been hoping for it, actually, to <laughs> a certain extent.
0: Top, That's terrible. Um, and it's, I don't know why, like, maybe we like to see humans succeed in worst case scenarios because we like thinking that in the worst of times, maybe, like, we could also rise to the challenge yeah. because that's what I do when I watch these. There's a lot of, like, what would I do in this moment? A lot of times I'm like, oh, I would die. That's yeah. what I would do.
1: Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you'd be like a Kate Winslet. I like to think I would be more like a Jude Law and end up in jail at the end of the whole thing. But you know, you never, you never. Oh, you're talking
0: about? I was like, what? Oh, you're yeah. talking about? Um, yeah, contagion. A, that was a contagion oh, okay. reference.
1: Which, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it, everybody.
0: Also, if you haven't listened, we did an entire pandemic episode many moons ago. It was episode twelve. Yeah,
1: we are we're being pretty prophetic, actually. We yeah, kind of nailed it. <laughs>
0: so, and it's about all movies and books that are viral um one of my favorite episodes yeah check it out it's in
1: it's in the archives everybody
0: um but yeah so i whatever the case struggling for survival seems to be an ongoing theme across global cultural storytelling in all aspects it's very popular um and yeah especially in film i would say
1: i would say almost certainly in film yeah
0: the most And you can look across every decade in which the movie medium has existed and you will find a noteworthy example of a survival film. So it's kind of been since the beginning of film, people have been toying with this idea and I think we just really like to see people kind of stranded in the middle of nowhere yeah. and be like, let's watch this person try not to die.
1: I mean, we that's all great. we all grew up watching people like build tree houses and swinging around like there was your Robin oh, Robin, Robin Hood a Prince a of house. Thieves had the treehouse thing. <laughs> there was a Swiss Family Robinson. I know I wanted a treehouse too when I was young. I was like, that's that looks You're like, like really Swiss fun.
0: Family Robinson. Is that bad? Is it yeah, That doesn't seem again. bad that that's their life. That seems fine. Check
1: these guys out. They're wearing new clothes on this island.
0: So since the coronavirus is going to come and we're all going to be just roaming the land <laughs> looking for new ways to live in the woods. We're going to be wearing football, ice pa-
1: football pads on our thing, <laughs> riding around in motorcycles. <laughs> so we,
0: we decided that this would be a perfect opportunity to talk about survival films that you could watch and get some tips. Yeah,
1: and each one of these in their own way is going to give you some tips on how to survive
0: I guess and also each one in their own way is ridiculous whether even though they're based on reality which some of them are you're still like "ridic." yes
1: yeah. <laughs> so so it's gonna help you out we're, we're gonna inject a little humor here for you
0: yes it is less fear-mongering <laughs> <laughs> and more like yeah. the gonna, basis is just wash your hands y'all wash a, your hands <laughs> get
1: off get it all our minds that we're all gonna die soon <laughs> <laughs> try to ignore yeah, that fact we're all
0: going to die anyway Inevitable. Let's start the episode.
1: Smile, everybody.
0: (laughs) Okay, so the first film that I want to talk about is a documentary. So this, hundred percent true story. It's called Touching the Void. Have I talked to you about this before, Jacob? It sounds familiar.
1: It sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't recall.
0: I mean, I think when it comes to survival stories, that nonfiction tends to have the most potent effect, since you're like, oh well, we know that this is something that happened, Um, and. You know, some of the things that happen in Touching the Void, if they were simply made up by the screenwriter, I think that they would lose the audience after a while because you'd be like, oh, it's too much. Mm -hmm. But in this adaptation of Joe Simpson's book of the same name, is just like a triumph of documentary form. So they're using interviews and then they have re-enact- reenactments throughout, but they're used to like a great purpose. So it looks really good to kind of have actors doing what these men are talking about. Mm-hmm. So this is a story of Simpson and his climbing partner, Simon Yates, and their near, near fatal climb of Sula Grande. Nailed it's a mountain it. in the, probably didn't, in the Peruvian Andes in 1985. Um, and somehow going in, you know, both men survive because they're in this documentary talking about it.
1: It's a better story if they didn't. It
0: literally doesn't spoil the film at all. Like you're still on the edge of your seat. It really, it kind of enhances it because after you're through watching it, you have to wonder how they could even go back to normalcy after this event. So after they successfully, they reach the summit of the mountain, they get caught in a crazy storm. And then Simpson ends up, he falls and he breaks his leg.
1: Yeah, not good in the mountain.
0: Not good. Literally, the rest is better left unsaid if you haven't seen it. Because it is a truly mo- mind-blowing tale of survival. Like, you're just like, no, man. And not only because it's true, because its beauty lies in, like, the elemental power Of, like, all of the crazy things that are happening around it. you're like, nature hates Mm
1: -hmm. you. Yeah. (laughs) You're, like, its biggest enemy. It's always trying to get rid of you.
0: But in that sense, human beings are capable of amazing feats when there is no choice in the matter. And it really is. Like, it comes down to, like, are you going to just survive or are you going to die? It's almost like a simple... You know, you have two options here, and that's it. So it's really thrilling and harrowing to watch. And like I said, you can't help but imagine exactly what you would do and if you would make it as far.
1: Uh, Breaking my uh, leg while mountain climbing? Yeah, I'm probably probably a goner in that one.
0: I can't even tell you that that is the least problematic thing that happens to him.
1: Yeah, when well, that Sasquatch shows up. Is, <laughs> it's that's a scary I'm moment. Not
0: surpri- I'm surprised it doesn't. So, yes, please check out Touching the Void, great documentary.
1: All right, cool. That's an awesome idea. What do you got? So I'm going to go practical here. Uh, there's Once people start dropping off, you know, you're going to need some help <laughs> doing some stuff. Lord so I figured... There's going to be a bunch of dead bodies, so you might as well find some use for them. So, can you
0: you got to lighten it up a little? People are like crying. Come well,
1: on. you should be. You should be. <laughs> so, I'm recommending 2016's Swiss Army Man, starring oh, Daniel Radcliffe, boy. Paul Dano, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. That's so, a
0: weird, that's a Jacob
1: movie. It's right such there. a weird movie. So, basically, uh, Paul Dano is stranded on a desert island. The, uh, you know, he's about to take his life, you know, end it all, and a body washes up onshore, which he finds out through use of flatulence and the body cavity itself, he can actually use in multiple ways to help himself survive. And then it morphs into a love story as he's talking to his dead, zombified, <coughs> somehow reanimated friend. Daniel
0: Radcliffe at his best.
1: Yeah. Uh, they. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know how to describe you this can't. movie without it, You absolutely can't. Um. Yeah, so basically he's using this dead body to help himself survive on this island and he try to escape. He needed a friend because
0: during troubling times, you need a friend to be <laughs> traversing the earth with.
1: Yeah, you need somebody to chat with to kind of work <laughs> sure, through your stuff. Sure. Uh, this is it, it sounds intense. It's actually, a, I would say, a comedy. Mostly it's like a, a black comedy. comedy. Yeah, it's a black way. comedy. So it's, it's enjoyable to go watch. Um, it actually was kind of a big deal. It made money, not much. Very small. Um, But it did win the directors. uh, What are their names? Dan Schneinert and... Daniel Kwan, Double Dan's there. They did win the best directing prize at Sundance Film Festival in 2016
0: Sundance likes people that take risks, and yeah. I appreciate that. You get
1: a farting Daniel Radcliffe in your movie, <laughs> they're like, "This is your award, sir." <laughs> that's but, that's all it take. You know, it's still a pretty good enjoyable movie, if a little offbeat. You can look at the cast. Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe doing a movie, you got an idea how weird this one's going to be. Sure. Um, but it's definitely worth checking out. Not yeah. my
0: not my favorite, but no, not, worth seeing. but
1: it's got its use, it's got its function. Sure. It's going to help you in the months to come, so check that one out.
0: Um, Okay, the next one I want to recommend is Arctic. Um, Oh,
1: I like that movie. Of course you do. That's my man right there.
0: That is my man. Let's just... Oh, that's it. We're We're doing an episode soon just on Mads Mikkelsen because that guy's amazing. We're
1: doing the Mads cast. I'm going to say
0: he's probably one of my favorite working actors right now.
1: I would agree with that, yeah.
0: So Arctic is about a man. He is stranded in the... Arctic (laughs) after an an airplane crash, and he must decide whether to remain in the relative safety of his makeshift camp or embark on a deadly trek through all of the unknowns in hopes of making it out alive. So I feel like things start off relatively manageable for Mads in this, all things considered. I mean, yeah, his planes crashed in the middle of the Arctic, But he has a pulley system. Not not ideal being stuck there. Yeah, but he's like getting water out of a hole. Um, He's got some fishes that he's saving for later. He has a radio system that he's kind of like cranking and hoping for, you know, a signal. So he can read a map. That helps. These things all help. Um, He seems kind of weirdly prepared and confident for something like this so you're like okay I'm gonna learn from him so then you're like helicopter rescue yay. attempt yay until that crashes well, of course and now he has to care for someone who survived the crash who's a woman in a coma <laughs> so it, it goes just from from bad to worse worse there and it proves that a good survival thriller Doesn't need much in the way of dialogue to get by, especially when it's Mads Mikkelsen that's doing the surviving.
1: You just need that dude to stare into a camera and you're like both horrified and strangely Um, intensity.
0: 100%. He like speaks volumes even when he barely blinks an eye.
1: Which he doesn't do very often. No,
0: it's it's really a nail-biting narrative. It's obviously a showcase for him too where you really do see like what talent he has. He lost 15 pounds unintentionally. Really, um, unintentionally. Yes, because it was just under the grueling conditions. It was only a 19-day shoot, but it entailed walking 12 to 15 hours each day in the snow on foot. Yeah. So he just, that, I mean, the weight just started falling off. So.
1: Yeah, they'll do it all right. Wow, F- 15 pounds in 19 days. That, that's that does not seem healthy at no, all. No,
0: that's totally crazy. But yeah, so that is another good survival film. Lots of lots of tips you can you can pick up there.
1: Oh. I have to go watch it again, actually. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Yeah,
0: no, that sounds like a good plan.
1: Get some mads going. I need I need some mads in my life.
0: What else do you have?
1: So, okay, so when you decide that the cities are a wasteland and you need to get out of there to protect yourself and you go live in the woods?
0: That's, that's the idea. Do
1: you know what's a big problem in the woods? What? Wolves. Wolves live in the woods. So you're going to want to go to 2011's The Grey, starring Liam Neeson.
0: I have always meant to see it, but have not.
1: You haven't seen that one, really?
0: I haven't. I get really mad at movies where wolves attack people when I was a kid. I mean, they're my favorite animal. I read a lot of books as a kid about wolves. Oh, really? And it is extremely rare. For wolves to attack people unless they're starving to death. So the wolves in this movie better be starving I to
1: death. I am going to have to introduce you to my brother because he's a big wolf fan himself. Oh boy. Um, but So this movie is about um, Liam Neeson. He plays a marksman for an oil company in Alaska. Uh, on his last day, he's heading out of town with a bunch of other workers. There are plane crashes in the middle of the Alaskan this wilderness. Plane crashes, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they realize they're never gonna get found, so they have the only way to get out of there and survive, for whoever did, is they need to trek through the wilderness, and the whole time, they are being tracked by a bunch of wild wolves Eww. who basically just see them as, you know, future fodder for their group. So basically the movie revolves around them trying to move through the wilderness as a group while avoiding getting eaten by wolves as they are encroaching on their territory.
0: Is it it actually a good movie or is it a Jacob good movie?
1: It is actually a very good movie because it actually gets into themes of like what it means to be alive and what happens when you give up hope and because Liam Neeson is actually really intense. He made this movie not too long after his wife died. so. The director told him to kind of channel his inner rage Use and his, his depression despair and stuff. because the character is kind of depressed in this movie. That's
0: kind of also though seems like a terrible thing to ask your actor, it's, but it seems, it seems like a very that.
1: awful thing. But it definitely comes across in the performance. The action is cool. It looks like a hopeless situation, and you kind it kind of makes you uh, stand back in awe of nature because you think as a human like I got this. If I'm stuck in the woods, I'll be fine. I'm smart enough. I'll figure it out. And this one's like no.
0: What's this called again? Ah, uh, the gray. The gray. Okay. So it's
1: basically, yeah, there are things that, like, wolves, you want to mess around with some wild wolves, man. Especially wanna, if you're in I there. I want
0: to rub their tummy so bad.
1: I would not recommend that oh, with these ones because these, these are some, these le- are some, these aren't, these like are real, hungry wolves. These I'm are some legit say. Canadian wolves almost. Like, don't want to mess around with them.
0: Deforestation has probably taken all of their deer away uh, and now they have to eat you.
1: But it is, it's so good. Though. It looks beautiful because they did kind of film it on location in Vancouver and Alaska and stuff. Oh, okay. S- no,
0: I've been meaning to check it out. I actually, when this is over, I I think I'll pop over to the media room and see if it's there.
1: I'm sure it is because everything you hear at all books <laughs> is available at all 37 branches. You're
0: early. You're early. Okay, moving on to the next one. I'm gonna stay in the woods and quickly mention. Uh, I see what you did. <laughs> like that of, um, a film I saw that I was like, what? It's called Back Country. Hmm. No, I saw I it on Netflix. That. I'm actually going to have to check to see if that's out. Um, oh, no, it is on a DVD. The library does have that one. So this is about Alex and Jen. They have left the city to go camping in the country. Kay. And after setting off in the woods, they realize I mean, they've forgotten their phone. I think the phones don't even really work. And the dude, Alex, of course, he didn't want a map because he is familiar with the area sure. and he kind of wanted to impress her. And they very quickly become lost. Um, and then the trip turns into a fight for survival when they are stalked by a man eating bear.
1: Oh, we got another bear movie. All right.
0: Yes, and this is also very sadly based on a true story um, of two people. It kind of worked out it's very similar to the way it does in the film. But the film is satisfyingly intense, although quite gory in patches.
1: Well, you're getting chased by a bear. Yeah, it's not going to end well. Things
0: happen. I'm going to say that. What Jaws did for the ocean, backcountry does for the woods.
1: Really? it
0: It ruins it a little bit. And when the you know the stuff hits the fan in this film it really picks up your jaw just kind of like it hits the floor and then that is where it's just going to chill for the rest of the movie <laughs> so
1: that sounds like my kind of movie man i can get down with some bear attacks
0: yeah it's you're just your hands will be gripping the seats so I, I just wanted to quickly mention that
1: one i am not a uh, a woods person so the i can't believe that people would actually still get like lost in the woods in this getting and lost
0: age. in the woods is so unbelievably scary definitely my top three fears like even if I go somewhere that's not like crazy Xor Valley around here I like went with my nephew recently and spent the day hiking around and then went up into the woods to get back to the car and we were off by just a little bit Mm -hmm. but like we were lost and it is an immediate feeling of just absolute dread and panic because you're like every single thing Looks exactly the same, and I don't know where to go. So those movies really speak to me for sure.
1: I guess this is an, an that would be an instance where growing up with a force recon marine kind of helps you get through that kind of stuff. I know all those kind of survival woods tricks. So. Well,
0: great. When things go down, yeah. Corona hits hard. I'm coming. I'm coming well, to I'm you. you.
1: I'll show you. I'll teach you how to do traps. We'll figure out how to be setting up hammocks like, and trees. Um, it's gonna eating be great. I squirrel
0: forever. Can't wait. What else do you have?
1: So the next obvious choice. You know what's a great place to be hmm. in the event of a pandemic? What a deserted island!
0: Oh yeah, these seem
1: like the best place to go. And what better way to go about a deserted island than 2000's Castaway? Oh the yeah, the Tom Hanks classic? Question That's mark. A classic. Uh, oh de-
0: that the plane crash scene in that movie is horrific and oh. I hate it. They do like a first person crash. Get out of here with that. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't need to be seeing it. I don't like I don't to fly. To, I, I don't need to be seeing that.
0: detest flying. That doesn't help. Yeah,
1: so I'm definitely don't like flying over water and now I'm never going to fly in a FedEx plane. <laughs> so there goes a dream of mine t- just taken away. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> so if you have not seen it, uh, you should watch it. it uh, Tom Hanks plays a FedEx employee uh who's you know he likes time, really good employee, really good at his job. He's taking some uh, packages across the ocean on a FedEx flight, and the thing crashes in the middle of the ocean. So he's the only survivor, and then he washes ashore in some uncharted, deserted island, and has to live there for four years and try to escape in the end.
0: I mean, I don't know if that was accurate about only survivor. He had a friend.
1: Well, yeah, but he didn't have a Swiss army man, so he did not take full advantage <laughs> no, like we didn't. did earlier in the episode. <laughs> he didn't. He had a full-on dead body.
0: But he had a, he had a Wilson. Then, <laughs> he did have a Wilson. And I want to say, you know that that is a well-done, powerful film because, and I don't know, can I spoil this movie? It's tw- a 20-year-old movie. I think Sure, when it. the scene happens that you know that I'm talking about of an inanimate object perhaps <laughs> leaving him, oh. I was sobbing.
1: It's a horrible scene. It's so bad. It
0: is a horrible scene. You feel his absolute pain and just he's so distraught and like he's a great performance and this
1: is Tom Hanks here you too remember so you remember that you're
0: like oh he's not just a funny guy yeah like Tom Hanks is so talented and you
1: feel bad because like I like Tom Hanks I don't want to see Tom Hanks all upset That's no
0: I don't ever want to see Tom Hanks upset
1: it actually does have some interesting survival tips you know you're not going to be able to like spearfish fish from 30 feet away right away but you, you'll get there eventually if you can just figure out the, get the necessities and then kind of build from there oh
0: fire And i was like yeah that would feel amazing you make fire without matches
1: oh yeah i mean yeah yeah. it would like it's gonna have to do it eventually people it's coming great once society crumbles (laughs) this is what we're gonna have to do so be prepared
0: it's right around the corner For real, if you don't wash your hands, you will be cast away. (laughs) Don't
1: be like that lady on the news who said, don't touch your face and And then (laughs) put her 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 fingers in her mouth.
0: Yeah, that was pretty funny. (laughs) Um, Okay, the next one, um, I think this is a little known film. It's called Rabbit Proof Fence.
1: Is that the one that the guy that looks like Kiefer Sutherland, but it's not?
0: Kenneth Branagh?
1: Yep, that's the one. You think
0: Kenneth Branagh looks like Kiefer Sutherland?
1: Yeah, I think the two are kind of merging into each other in some kind of weird, Okay, I like Kenneth
0: Branagh. Um So this takes place in Western Australia. It's 1931, and there are three mixed-race girls who are brutally torn from their aboriginal mother and sent over a thousand miles away to a training camp for domestic workers, which is part of the government's policy to integrate them into white society. Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah,
1: it sounds familiar. You shouldn't
0: live with your family. We're going to throw you in with white people, but then you'll be a domestic worker. That sounds great.
1: Don't worry, everybody. America totally never did that in our own history with any group.
0: Uh, yeah, moving on. So linking the camp and their very distant home now territory is this vast rabbit fence which stretches from one coast to another so after they're relocated again like over a thousand miles away from home to this really grim settlement they realize that these are really harsh conditions um that they have to live under and that they decide to run away home so they have like this cruel guy like this tracker on their trails like trying to find them since they left and they begin a grueling three-month journey and these are like little girls Mm. like I think the oldest is maybe 10 and then the two are younger than that and they follow this rabbit proof fence um to get back to their home because they know that it runs along their home too so they're just kind of following it all the way down the land. It is visually beautiful and extremely well acted.
1: Oh, is it like, lit- I, this is probably a dumb question, is it like a literal fence or is there some kind of like No, Australian it is a literal rabbit
0: proof fence and it, it just really goes around like almost the entire country so mm-hmm. they know that if they just turn around and go back the way they came but follow the fence, they won't get lost and it will eventually lead them back to their homeland.
1: Th- that is simple math work right there or map work everybody. But
0: walking with nothing for three months right. as three children I feel not b- as simple I
1: feel weird if I don't have my phone on me and I walk outside
0: seriously so this is this is a really good survival film um, right. and seeing it through different eyes
1: uh. Man, I'm gonna have to go check that one. I always kind yeah. of avoided watching it because I couldn't tell what the heck it was. It about. doesn't
0: have a good cover, and I really it's think that, that affected it. It was like orange with like half of Kenneth Branagh's face yeah, taking. Who up well I the thought
1: box. was Kiefer Sutherland. So that tells you. There you exactly go. So,
0: and I really think that makes a big deal with films as it does with books. Like I, we do judge that, and I don't think it's a terrible thing to do because you have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. So if you see something you're like, oh, that doesn't look like it appeals to me but yeah you should definitely check it out
1: for back in the blockbuster days when those existed that used to be how i picked movies i'd walk through the horror section of and course. i would just grab the coolest cover <laughs> yeah. and i'm like let's go take this home and check this that, movie and out. i
0: think that's fine God, i think it's fine to I, do. I, I
1: miss doing that i wish we still could bring back video stores they <sighs> will Event. It all
0: it all cycles through eventually. <laughs> some
1: hipster is gonna be like, "I'm sick and tired of my record player. Let's get a VCR going."
0: I'm fine with that. The hipsters know what they're doing. All right, let's do maybe like one more, one more each, and then get into some facts.
1: All right, my next movie, uh, the title pretty much says it all. It's gonna be 2013's "All Is Lost." That's how I feel right now because it's all over people.
0: Oh, Robert Redford.
1: Yeah. So this is, I don't, as we know, I don't really like Robert Redford that much. He's fine. I just don't get the whole Robert Redford thing. Wow. Yeah. You are incorrect. Him and Warren Beatty. I'm just kind of like, eh, I guess they're 70s famous.
0: I, yeah. I'm not as big on Warren Beatty, but I I love me some Robert I'm a
1: pa- I'm a Paul Newman guy, I guess. Put, well, mark me down yeah, for that one.
0: That's fine, also.
1: <laughs> so, uh, this movie uh, he plays a guy who is just sort of sailing, and then one day his boat in the middle of the ocean, unspecified out, let's say Atlantic, <laughs> get, runs into a shipping container. <laughs> uh, and that the shipping container is just a random one, rips a huge hole in the side of his boat. And the entire movie is basically him trying to stop his boat from sinking. Uh, and trying to find a way to get to like a shipping lane or something in order to possibly find some help before his boat goes very under. Very
0: believable feeling.
1: Oh, absolutely. Very believable. This is a little up-
0: slow though. Little slow, but we'll it's there's, say
1: that. there's no dialogue in this movie. It's a well, it's a Robert Redford movie. Of course, it's slow. How fast oh. could he move? He's ninety-seven oh, years lord, old. Oh lord,
0: that's a terrible joke.
1: No, but really, like this movie is actually very, it's very pretty. It's being stuck in the middle of the ocean is probably one of the worst scenarios you could be in you're you know surrounded by water can't drink any of it
0: oh it makes me think of that movie with that couple stuck in the ocean when the cruise ship leaves them
1: Oh, open water. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that would have been brought up, too. You just sharks around. You got no. people dealing with that.
0: They don't. That's not even the survival. That's just called floating until you die. But, but anyway, cool.
1: There's on. things you forget about. Like, his boat is taking on water because it has a hole in it. Then he has to deal with storms. He has to worry about his dwindling supplies. His radio doesn't work because it got salt water in it. Yeah. It's like he's they really deal.
0: cover all of it. I'll give them that.
1: Luckily for Robert Redford, he already looks like a catcher's mitt, so he doesn't have to worry about the sun too much.
0: Come on. Would you stop it? I'm done now. Stop talking about Robert Redford. He's a beautiful man, an excellent actor, and I think an all around good person. You're done.
1: All I want to say is You're done. moisturize people. It's very important.
0: (laughs) Nothing looks as good in your 40s as sunscreen in your 20s, so they say. (laughs) Look at
1: that. That, There's some some piece of advice for everybody going forward.
0: Okay. So all is lost, yes. So I'm going to just do, I have to mention this one quickly and then we're done here because what is a survival episode if we're not talking about Alive? I mean, yeah. It's the classic.
1: It's the first big survival movie of my life that I can remember.
0: So we know the Uruguayan rugby team traveling on Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571, which crashed into the Andes Mountains on October 13th, my birthday, 1972. Did we
1: mention that this is a true story, by the way? Because it is everybody. Uh, It
0: is so true. And then their desperate bid to survive at all costs while trapped in the mountains. And okay. Sure, they speak English through this entire film. But you know what? The film totally works.
1: Oh, absolutely. It
0: works. It's an adaptation of Piers Paul Reed's 1974 book called Alive, The Story of the Andes Survivors. The plane crash, it's as terrifying as you remember when you watched it years ago as that tail is just ripped off and you're like, "Like,
1: like, nope." watching the people
0: get sucked out the back. You're like, no, I'm good. (laughs) I don't need to ever go anywhere. But it is super visceral. It's very exciting. And and when the film even has to address the awful reality that the survivors resort to cannibalism to survive they have to eat and you know, the dead bodies that are mm-hmm. frozen in the snow it doesn't flinch away from it but instead it chooses to present it really straightforwardly and i mean i watched that and i was like yeah you do you like i am not no judgment there and i've had this conversation with people i feel like in the same situation I think I I think I would do it too. I, I think mean, that I'm gonna be a survivor in the long run.
1: Yeah, I mean I would prefer it to be football players because soccer players are a little stringy, a little tough to eat a little bit, a little muscular. I,
0: but <laughs> did you know this that regards to the plane that they used, um it's a Fairchild F H two two seven plane. Twenty three of the seventy eight that were made crashed. Really? With a total of 393 fatalities, the rugby team like said after like had they known the safety problems of that plane, they never would have booked it. So yeah, those, hope not. those planes were just total, total trash. It's
1: like a third of them, man. Or no, or, uh, I yeah, mean, no, no, no thanks. Just
0: awful. And then when the fateful decision, the critical scene in the movie where they decide to eat the dead people, the actors all fasted for two days just to have the most basic level of understanding of what the real survivors felt. And they were kind of like, yeah, like all you can think about is how hungry yeah. you are. And it's been two days for us. Plus
1: it's going to come in their performance. Like you put some food in, some, in front of somebody you has not eaten, their eyes are going to yeah. narrow a little bit they're yeah. gonna get a little excited all
0: that stuff so okay I mean that's it why don't you uh, plug us So. Up.
1: So before everything gets shut down and we have to close the doors and wipe everything down with disinfectant, (laughs) just remember, everything you hear on All Booked Up is available at your local library. We have 37 branches all over Erie County. Stop on by, tell them, I need some All Booked Up books and movies for my survival.
0: survival.
1: And they'll be like, I got you, dog. So go ahead and stop by any of them. You can also check out our website at www.buffalolib.org, get your online catalog going, read some stuff at home where it's safe. You know, everybody, <laughs> and, we, we got your back whether you come in or not. So
0: And uh, don't forget to follow us on All Booked Up Pod, where we will be talking about stuff.
1: Yeah, we'll give you some survival tips on there, too.
0: Sure, that sounds like us. So now I wanted to actually do something. We usually do some facts at the end. And what I wanted to do is talk about some of the coronavirus myths and as librarians i wanted to just make sure that everything was corrected in your mind so we know the difference between what is real and what is not real yes so uh, i can get real for a second here but i figured this is serious we can't have our closing music with this we need some ominous music am i right
1: i agree 100 percent
0: so here we go Ooh, it's
1: chilling it feels, feels chilling, good right music. okay
0: so number one myth Face masks can protect you from the virus. The facts on that is that the standard surgical masks cannot protect you from corona as they are not designed to block out viral particles, and they don't lay flat, like flush to your face. Mm -hmm. This is from Live Science. Um, They've reported that. So they can help prevent infected people from spreading the virus further. Sure. By blocking the respiratory droplets that can be expelled from their mouth. So... Again, don't need to stock up on those. Okay, number two thing that I've heard is that you are way less likely to get this than the flu. And that is not necessarily true also. Um, to estimate how easily a virus spreads, and I would recommend watching Contagion for this because they explain mm-hmm. it really well, but scientists calculate its basic reproduction number, which is called the R-naught, okay? And R-naught determines how many people can catch a given bug from a single infected person. Currently, the R-naught for corona, which is the virus that causes the COVID-19, ...is estimated at 2.2, meaning that a single infected person will infect 2.2 others. Okay. On average, to compare it to the flu, the flu has an R-naught of 1.3.
1: Nope. See, that's a whole extra person, people. So,
0: yeah, a little, little, little bit extra there. Another myth that I have heard is the virus was probably made in a lab. And there is no evidence to suggest that this virus is man-made this um so sars closely resembles two other coronaviruses that have triv- triggered outbreaks in recent decades um sars and mers and all three viruses seem to have originated in bats
1: yeah i mean come on people if it, if humans made it it would be turning you into zombies we've already dealt that's with obviously this. What, what we're trying on, to do so it looks here.
0: like it's very similar to other naturally occurring coronaviruses that made the jump from animals to people Another myth, um, kids can't catch the coronavirus. What? I've been hearing a lot of that. Who's and saying,
1: Somebody's saying that?
0: Oh, no, it's not a lot, but there is reason why you've heard that. Um, but children definitely can catch the COVID-19, though some early statistics suggest that they are less likely to catch it than adults are. Okay. But as of February 26th, Italy has diagnosed 400 cases of COVID-19, including five cases in children ages 4 to 19. So it's happening, but you can see that's a much less scale. Um, The Chinese study that has come out has found more than 44,000 cases of COVID-19 and about 2.2% involved children under the age of 19. By contrast, children are typically more likely to contact the regular influenza in any given year compared to adults. So some of the things you're hearing, like you can see where that's based on, but it's not entirely true. Okay. Okay. Another myth I really want to correct. It's not safe to receive a package from China.
1: Come on, everybody. That's
0: not true. Um, It is safe to receive letters or packages from China, according to the World Health Organization. Previous research has found that coronaviruses don't survive long on objects such as letters or packages. So that's one less thing that you have to worry about. That's not going to happen. Two more I've got for you. I read um, people were talking about that the coronavirus is less deadly than the flu because we know how many people the flu kills per year. And so far, it appears that the coronavirus is more deadly than the flu. So there's still a lot of uncertainty around the uh, mortality rates of the virus, but the annual flu typically has a mortality rate of about 0.1% in the U.S. So far, there is a 0.05% mortality rate among those who caught the flu virus in the U.S. this year. So like it's gone down a little bit in the regular food. So in comparison, all the recent data coming out about the COVID-19 has a mortality rate of more than 20 times higher. It's about 2.3%. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. That's so the,
0: yeah, and, and remember the death rate is varied by different factors, such as location and the an individual's age. But the final one that I also wanna talk about is that getting COVID-19 is a death sentence, which is also super not true. About 81% of the people who are infected with the coronavirus have mild cases of COVID-19. So about 13.8% report severe illness, meaning they have like shortness of breath or respiratory you know, issues, they need oxygen. About 4.7% are critical, meaning that respiratory failure, terrible things like that. So only about 2.3% of people infected with COVID-19 die from the virus. So there is no need to panic. People should take steps to prepare and protect themselves from a virus as always. But otherwise, you're probably going to be okay. Just make sure, wash your hands, use basic common sense, and of course... Just to be safe, check out these survival of movies course. and get some tips. And,
1: and everybody, if you do catch coronavirus, please do not go walking in the woods because there is no <laughs> truth to the rumor that if you catch uh, the coronavirus, that Lyme disease will make you feel better, even though corona and Lyme go together oh, so well. you Thank didn't. you, everybody. You Get out we, of this room. Get out of this are, room. We will be back next week oh. to, to, to give you guys more enjoyment. If Michelle doesn't murder me. All right. Thanks for listening.
0: Catch you next time. Bye.